Welcome to Factor Folklore. I am Tim. And I'm Amy. And welcome to episode... Four. Hopefully everyone liked our new introduction. If you like that music, you can always reach out for your music needs to dcpmailhouse at gmail.com. And it's the Douglas Carroll Productions. Very nice. How was your day today, Amy? I'm glad it's Friday and it's over because I had a really rough day. Yeah, I had a pretty easy today, but I got in early, so I got to bed early and it was quite comfortable. (laughs) (laughs) So Mercury is in retrograde. Everything's out of whack. It's going to be like this for three weeks. It just started. Have you noticed anything wacky? Not really. I I haven't seen anything other than the earthquakes. Oh yeah, a lot of earthquakes. Hey, maybe that's it. Okay, so this is a phenomenon that can be compared to when you're driving on the highway past another car, and if you're going fast enough, it can actually look like the planet is moving in reverse direction for a period of time. So if you're standing on Earth, it looks like Mercury is actually moving in the reverse direction. So because of that, things get a little out of whack. You're not supposed to make any big decisions. You're not supposed to sign contracts, make plans, plan a vacation. And I literally did every single one of those things. So at work, we hired a person. My sister went on vacation. I planned my vacation to Oregon. Holy moly. Oh, and I got in a fight with my mom. Oh, hey, mom. Yeah. Give her a break, mom. She's having a tough week. I know. Did your dad back yet? Yeah, he did, actually. Very nice. Yeah, he, he had my back. Well, well, it started because I was defending him, uh, and then my mom got mad at me, and then I yelled back at her, and then my dad took me in the room and said, listen, we both know we're right. Let's just let her think she's right. Very nice. <laughs> That's what we have to do with women sometimes. Yeah. Huh. It's Friday night, and we are scheduled to see a psychic medium tomorrow. So this is before we've seen the medium. We don't know anything. Um, what do you know about psychics, medians, or any of that? The only thing I know about medium is like when I go to McDonald's and there's a small, medium, or large. Wait, let's let's be honest though. When you go to McDonald's, do you really get medium? Mm, sometimes I get large. It <laughs> depends on how okay. medium my stomach is. If you went out the night before, you go to McDonald's, what's the meal that you go to get? I get the number two meal sausage and egg McMuffin. Oh, yeah. Yeah, with the Coke. With the Coke. The large Coke. Yeah, the large Coke. With a lot of ice in it. Yeah, extra oh, ice. Yeah. That's why you got to get a large. Cause yeah, never get a medium unless you're going to be red. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I always get medium and psychic mixed up. A psychic is someone who can read you. So they're able to connect with your mind and energy. Okay. So you can be a psychic and you can have other areas that you focus in. And then you have a clairvoyant. Uh-huh. The word clair means... Chocolate eclair? Yes. Chocolate eclair. Okay. Is eclair the one that has custard in the middle? Yes. Mm-mm. What do you like better, cream puffs or eclairs? Eclair. Really? I, I declare an eclair. Cream puff all the way, man. Okay, so eclair means clear. And so these are people who are clear seeing. And so a clairvoyance is someone who can see pictures and objects. There's different ones. So some people can pick up on sound. Some people can pick up on feelings. Um, like the psychic we're going to see, she wanted to see a picture. Okay. So a picture is going to help her connect. Now, a medium is someone who connects with another spirit. I clearly understand. 
<laughs> I know she's a medium, but I also think she may be clairvoyant because uh-huh. she wants to see a picture. Cool. And we can double check and ask her because she'll be a lot more knowledgeable about psychics. But you have psychics, you have mediums, you have these clairvoyants, tarot. So tarot is cards and you bond with these cards and they can kind of foresee the future but it's more of helping you to understand yourself Uh and then to kind of guide your destiny so um, would that be one that would read the tauruses you know the oh oh, like astrology yeah would that be the same so i think it's along the same lines Uh but with astrology that has to do with like planet alignment and like when you were born and i think there's like a lot more with like the universe that plays in tides full moons all those things well you know there's quite a field in all of this you know the clairvoyancy the medium mm-hmm. the astrology It'd be interesting to, to examine each and every one so do you think that your future can be predicted do you think it's possible i don't think so i don't think anybody can predict the future do you think that someone can possibly see different paths that you can take anybody can do that i mean Well, no, like, I mean, like, really see, like, they can say, you have four options, and if you take option A, this is going to happen. Yeah, but that's almost predictable. I mean... Well, not really. Could you predict anything in my life right now? you could go online and look at traffic and say, all right, if you go on the five freeway, you're going to hit traffic. No, but I'm saying, could you predict my life right now? Could Mm -hmm. you give me a scenario where you can say... Yeah, sure. You're going to go to bed tonight and go to sleep. Then you're going to wake up in the morning. Yeah, but these psychics aren't saying stuff like that. They are saying something like, you have a choice to make. And if you start opening yourself up to being more vulnerable around people, you're going to meet the man of your dreams. Well, I think that that still would be a general statement, you know. How many people... Would that apply to if somebody said that? Do you think it's possible that that person could potentially see if I opened up my life to someone? Do you think it's a possibility? I don't know. If they could read your future, they could say, okay, go to Vegas this week and you're going to win. Wouldn't there be a bunch of winners? I don't think that they can predict to that degree. I think what they can say is something along the lines of, okay, well, you're going to have a job opportunity. It's going to be really challenging. Uh And you're going to have to put yourself out there. But if you do it, you will get the job and your life will change. No, I would say no, I don't believe it. Unless they said specific things like... Like well, I'm not saying would you believe it. I'm, do I believe it? No, I don't. Uh, yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like you no, don't. So don't you think it. that is a folklore? I think that's a folklore, and I no, I think they might be able to pick up on your past. Okay. Possibly. So because there's energy, the future has no energy yet. I feel very much the same way. I think that the future has not happened, so there's no way to predict it. I do believe that you can make choices that affect your future. No. Nah. But I nah. think it's very much in my hands right now. Yeah. And it's based on what I want to do. Any choice that I make now will impact it. Not that I have this destiny and that no matter what my choices are, no matter what my decisions are, I'm still going to fulfill that destiny. I think that's super lame. I kind of believe you can go in the past, but I don't think you could really change... The past. I don't think you could change it. It might change a little bit, but the outcome is going to be the same when you get back to where you are. Okay, so... In the terms of psychic, then, Uh I think we both agree that we do believe that someone can connect to a past 
loved one. That's correct. I believe that there is a parallel world, whether you want to say it's heaven, another side, and that's why I think that they can connect. Well, that'll be interesting. I can't wait to see her. What is her name? Her name is... Cowboy Curtis? Janelle. Janelle. I think we're on the same page. We don't think that they can read the future. That's right. We think that they can connect with spirits from the past. Right. We think they can know things about us, the things that we have already done. Right. What about auras? Yeah, I believe in I've seen them. And I wonder if this medium can read auras, if she sees auras. What do you think is going to happen tomorrow? I think she's going to open up my eyes. I don't know. If she's good, I'm going to be amazed. I'm going to walk away in awe. Let's call this a wrap for tonight. And I, uh, I think... Uh, we'll see what's going on tomorrow. Yeah, this is... Uh, Factor Folklore. Part one. We're out. See ya. So how did you start? Like, how did you get into this from the beginning? Um, well, actually, it all started when I was four years old. Wow. And I had my first paranormal experience. I used to live in this apartment that had a long hallway where my mom decorated it with a bunch of different mirrors along the hallway. And my bedroom, of course, was at the very end of the hallway. And as I was walking by one time, I had seen a reflection of a man. And of course, I freaked out my mom by saying, oh, I saw a man in the mirror. And of course, coming from an extremely religious background, that was a little hard for her to take. I'm not going to lie. Well, yeah. Uh, Yes. Did she see anything ever? Uh, No. Okay, so it's just you. It was always, yes, always (laughs) just me. From there, as I was a child, they always came and found me. And, you know, it's something that I never quite asked for. And I definitely was afraid of it, you know, for you see anybody, you're freaked out. Did Um, you know that other people couldn't see what you saw? No, actually, I thought it was normal normal (laughs) I thought like if I saw it everybody saw it of course you know and as I grew older it became more involved in my life Mm -hmm. and it was something that was definitely um, pretty predominant growing up as a teenager became extremely difficult did you hide it from your friends Uh, I still do sometimes yeah work buddies about them finding out? No, oh. about the like whatever finds you. Yes, when I was, especially as a teenager, any little creak noise, things yeah. like that happened, that would freak me out. And then it became to the point where I started to shut down. Yeah. And that makes it worse. Yeah. yeah. They do come and find me somehow. Usually it's not really even related to me at all any whatsoever. It's like someone with an, a message they want for a loved one. It's more like they needed help. So I actually just started getting into the medium messaging about maybe a year and a half ago. I had found the center, which actually helps teach and, you know, give us a a foundation for learning here, which is really nice because it was a safe environment. I was really nervous coming here my first time. I was very skeptical, of course. Did you ever question that what you saw or felt wasn't real? No. Okay, so you weren't nervous about coming here and not being able to... Uh, like, I was, okay. yes. Uh, of course, in the beginning, I didn't really know quite what my abilities were for, and I didn't know quite what to do with them. 
it was something that I was trying to ignore, but then it started to kind of take a toll on me emotionally wise. Sure. Mm-hmm. I started acting out as a teenager. I started, you know, just getting really just angry inside. And I now realize the fact that it was more because they don't go away. Yeah. And then when they start following you okay. and sticking around you, it does start to take a toll on your soul. Sure yeah. does. Yeah. And it's that's exhausting probably, right? Oh, I'm tired all the time. Yeah. Do they keep you up at night? Not anymore, but they used to. Mm-hmm. When I used to ignore them, it just kind of gets more building up. It's almost kind of like when you have a cup and you're pouring water in it and it keeps just overflowing and then the water just starts going everywhere and making a mess. So I realized that I did need to start dedicating once a week to actually helping assisting souls to the light and I think that's why they were kind of seeking me out. And then that's actually a lot better. So even still to this day, if I do miss one week, I can feel it build up and they start to kind of make themselves a little bit more known. Let me ask you one question I already asked you before, but I'd like whoever listens to our podcast. Yes. The difference between a medium and a psychic. So every medium is a psychic, but not every psychic is a medium. There actually are a lot of psychics out there that don't feel comfortable communicating with the deceased. It's something that it's everyone's personal choice, but at the same time, it's not a choice if you are a medium. I mean, if you are a psychic, you can definitely still communicate with, you know, deceased loved ones, things like that. A psychic, it does more focus on people here on the earth plane that, you know, if you want messages from your guides or want a bigger perspective of what's going on in life, that's where the psychic work will come in. Very nice. If you want somebody that's more of a medium, that's when, you know, you really are kind of wanting to explore communicating with either deceased loved ones in your life. Well, I'm assuming that you guys do have some sensitivity. Um, We try. Yes. I think I have a lot. Yeah, I mean, I usually can tell, you know, when people do have some Uh, abilities and people that are into paranormal ghost hunting are usually a little more tech-savvy people, so (laughs) that's usually the route they tend to go, you know, so it is difficult because unlike psychic work, I bring tools, you know, like I have cards, I have my pendulum, I have crystal readings, just in case they want to get deeper with what kind of messages they're trying to relate to you guys. But in reality, it's usually a lot of just trust and sitting there and just kind of seeing what happens. And you just really got to come in with a very open mind about that. Very nice. Well, we got the open mind. I know. I can feel it. We definitely... both are skeptics that's worth something, sure, but we want to believe. We always of want course. to believe we hear is true. Like we'll try to explain away it, but we always try to lean towards it really is. Yeah, when well we got those voices, we weren't scared. We were just like, wow. It almost that? gives you a rush, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Oh, it definitely yeah. does. Yeah. But we don't have the ability to connect with what it is that we're hearing. We can hear it, but we, we can't We have to hear connect. it on the recording. I think that's our biggest struggle is we don't know why like how to connect and we don't know why they're talking what they're doing around we don't That's know if they exactly need help. what i went through yeah yes. but it could be if you believe more maybe you can hear without the recording that's what i'm thinking of. yeah i'm thinking well, like is it something you can train yourself it is something that you can learn to open up more one thing that you guys probably struggle with is because you guys are so tech savvy it does actually almost put a block there because wow are looking for answers and Mm -hmm. obviously 
they're realizing that you guys are here to communicate with them, so they do want to communicate, mm -hmm. but at the same time, your logical brain sometimes can get in the way of that, and that's one thing you really have to learn to let go. I'll start recording, but I'm going to open my mind up and say, you know, maybe oh, maybe I can hear it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, maybe that explains why we can't hear it until we listen uh, back. I'm well, there's actually different ways for that. I mean, I haven't quite figured out the ways they communicate through technology. I've had have experimented a little bit myself, mm -hmm. but it's kind of more like they want to show up and do what, what they, they want to do. do. They don't have the same rules and regulations that we do here on the Earth Plane. Oh, when they're in my house, they have rules. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> setting boundaries is important, <laughs> definitely. Yeah. Yes, definitely. All right, so. That should be good enough for now, yeah, right? Yeah, I think okay. that's let's super <laughs> exciting. Let's let her do her thing. Yeah. Okay, so I'll just explain a little bit about what will happen. Um, so, you know, the first thing I do start off with doing is an opening meditation. When I first started getting into this field, I, I heard everybody talk about that, but I really didn't know what that quite meant. It's opening your chakras. And so those are the seven main chakras are very important in okay. life for your health and everything as well. Like I said, I do have cards, pendulum, things like that. If, you know, we do want to get into a little bit more of the psychic readings. I ask you guys if you prefer to bring something, that's totally fine. Because sometimes I do pick up on energy off of the items or pictures. So what actually happens at that point, it's almost like a bit of their soul breaks off and becomes part of it. So when you capture someone in a photo or you have an item, it's almost like residual energy that stains that item. And so sometimes I'm able to pick up messages off that as well, too. Cool. Yeah. I don't have any items. We have pictures. That's totally fine. On pictures. Our yeah. yeah, pictures okay. were on there your phones you. work fine. Okay. Yeah. It's really up to them. Yeah. <laughs> you oh, know, cool. it's really up to them whether they want to come through. Sure. I do feel like I am feeling a lot of things here, though. So, does anyone have a picture they want to go first? You go first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So this is someone that Tim and I both know, so. Oh, okay, perfect. Oh, she's beautiful. Okay, so I'll just describe what I'm seeing for your listeners. Um, so it's a picture of a younger woman. She's here. She definitely yeah. feel yeah. that energy. And it's funny that you say that because you can recognize certain vibrations, you know. So you can recognize how people feel like if I know you and you walk in through a room, I don't mm. have to turn around. I know who's no, coming. Who's yes. She's looks a little bit younger in this photo, but I have a feeling that maybe she had passed beyond this photo. It's I don't know what age she is here. You like to sing? I'm sorry? Sing? Hum a lot? Oh, I don't know about that. Oh. Was she 16? Is that what No, no. Sing, sing. Does she like to sing or hum? A lot. I almost felt myself just humming right now. I she, don't yeah, she, I mean, she? she always kind of did. I don't know. Like I see her like walking around, and like. Doo, 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 doo. Mm -hmm. Okay, that like, can yeah, that would be her like that. <laughs> okay, so I'm assuming she did like to sing, but she just didn't really sing out in public then. It's I, like I, I get the walking, but not the singing. But yeah. like, ding ding ding. <laughs> like that sounds like her. <laughs> Kind of like she was just very carefree, you know, and she kind of would walk around and just kind of almost like be in her own world sometimes. But for the only reason I bring that up is because I, I just felt myself being like almost humming right now. And 
not really one to go around humping <laughs> myself. <laughs> so. Something about the 90s was important to her. Like that was either, that was just a really happy time in her life. Like she, like things in her life happened in the like mid to late 90s that really were just like a defining moment for her. Mm -hmm. And it really, oh yeah, she's coming through. Okay. I feel that. (laughs) Okay. Uh. (laughs) Okay. So that's when she really started living a happy moment in her life is at that period of time. And I... I want to say that this photo, though, was taken later than that. Yeah, I think that photo might have been. Maybe, like, early It would have been, yep, 2000. It would be 2000. And, man, she really, like, attracted people to her. She had this essence about her Mm -hmm. that was very caring and loving. Mm -hmm. And she, she loved to give, like, oh, my gosh, she had, like, a really big heart. And she just really loved to help people. Have you guys seen her? I have I not seen her. I think I've. I think she's tried to contact me a few times. I think she has. Because I've been, I'll, like even my daughter, we lay on her couch and we'll hear a bill of bump, and I, hey, you know, like that. Yes. And uh, uh, things like that. So yeah. Because she's she's pretty powerful. Definitely has this essence where just when she walks into the room like we were just talking about ironically like she you can feel her come in right because she just her energy almost engulfs the whole room yeah she was the like she stole the show i guess like she walks into a party and everybody stops and looks at her Mm -hmm. you know and it's not because i mean she obviously was very gorgeous but it was also to more of her presence and her energy about her. It just mm-hmm. naturally drew people to sure. her. And she she really used that to other people's advantages, if that makes sense. It's sure. kind of more like she she knew that people were drawn to her. She knew that her energy could affect a room, but she really did everything she could to help lift those people up. Make you feel comfortable. Yes, yeah. and make people feel mm-hmm. comfortable was it in the 90s that she had passed it was right after the 90s <sighs> would it help if you knew her name or yeah that would be awesome i'm not good at names her name is morgan morgan okay oh morgan we give you permission to talk to her <laughs> <laughs> did she pass in an accident mm-hmm. with a car accident mm-hmm. okay she told me she didn't um but she had some kind of illness, like at some point in her life. Oh, yeah, she did. Yeah, I didn't know about that. Uh, what, yeah. what kind of illness? Uh, but she had her ovaries taken out. Okay. Oh, that's what it was. Okay, because at first I was kind of feeling like something had intestinal-wise happened, and I almost want to say like cancer or like something yeah. along that lines or the sister or whatever kind of does make sense I was kind of getting also too like when I because I was kind of getting a sense of a car accident and she said yes to that and no to the sickness but I do I did still feel like there was kind of some sickness going on there Mm -hmm. that was really something predominant in her life but the car accident definitely kind of stood out a little bit more um, 
I'm so sorry, Morgan. <laughs> um, you know, I heard her say, don't worry about that. <laughs> like I said, you know, it's something where she she died in this accident to kind of help other people with something. So when the accident happened, she was helping somebody? Is that what you're saying? Um, she was teaching life lessons to other people involved. Oh. And yeah. That might be true, actually. Yeah. I mean, sure, maybe like, the person that hit her. I was going to say maybe the person that hit her, but also, too, usually it involves anyone that knows them. You know, when someone passes quickly and suddenly, especially in a car accident, it's usually not just random. It's mm -hmm. usually fate, and they usually take on that role to be able to kind of teach these life lessons and to live in the moment more because you never know quite when you're going to go. Sure. But that was something that, that was her final way of helping others just mm -hmm. kind of get a new, broader perspective on life. Because I'm sure a lot of people were pretty devastated when they heard about that and very shocked and surprised. Mm -hmm. And then they kind of, you know, when you go to someone's funeral, always like, oh my gosh, it could be any of us, you know? And for her, she heard that and she knew what was gonna become of that when it did happen. I do feel like she did cross over very quickly though, mm -hmm. almost suddenly. And she, she, it's almost like a moment where she saw it coming mm -hmm. and like right before it happened. And, and I don't know if she knew that she was going to die from that, but she, mm -hmm. like that whole day leading up to that, it, she felt very off and she knew like, she felt this energy where she knew like something was going to happen. And she's very intuitive, too. Like, she... So, her mom said that the day that it happened, her and her brother went, they went out to do a family thing, and the wave runner stopped working. Mm. And she normally would have, like, flipped a lid. And her mom s said to me, like, it's as if she knew that was, like, the last time we are going to spend oh, wow. with each other. Oh. I wonder if Morgan will tell you what her passion was. Well, singing, definitely, that was the first thing that kind of yeah. came through, yeah. even if she didn't. Maybe she was a closet singer. She was a closet yeah. singer, because I didn't see her singing in front of a stage, but just. Oh, yeah. she did sing, actually. What am I thinking? She did, because she used to yeah. always go like that with her hand when she sang. But she had a bigger passion than that. I yeah, she so, yeah. definitely, oh, okay. I would say she would have a bigger passion. Or I hope so. Or she was a liar. <laughs> <laughs> sure she wasn't. I don't get that lying vibe from her. <laughs> she actually seems like a pretty upfront, honest person that will tell it to you straight. Like, oh, she, oh, yeah. yeah. She would, mm -hmm. without no problems. Yeah. Yes. And that was, like, she always, even though sometimes even, it would be like. Young, even when she was young, she was like that. Oh, really? I think, would you say? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she had no fear of yeah. saying what she meant. She was pretty important in a lot of people's lives that, you know, she, even if she wasn't there like all the time, like she moved away, she was somebody that you never kind of stopped loving, you mm -hmm. know? I feel like she, um, she broke a, a lot of hearts. There was definitely some guys that were really into her. <laughs> I can't imagine they could. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it was almost like that, that wasn't like her M.O. She wasn't boy crazy girl. And um, she, you know, she had just bigger dreams than just relationships with 
men or women or was all about relationships on a different level where it wasn't necessarily about just seeking out a good partner. She wanted to tap as many souls as she could on this plane while she was here. People were important to her. Yes, yes. I totally get that. Where people were really important to her. And she really put them first and she, she loved it. She loved like the feeling of helping people. She had you said she had another hobby, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she liked to party. I think she did. I definitely think she liked to drink. She liked to go out and she liked to just have a good time. You know, it wasn't like an alcoholic problem, no. but mm-hmm. it was something that, that was when the girls' night was coming, it was a big moment for her and she loved it. And she loved to dance and sing around the house, too. Come on, Morgan, let it out. <laughs> mm, I'm not really getting any more on her. Do you guys want to kind of talk about a li- her a little bit? She was, we grew up with her. She yeah. was like our, one of our best friends. Yeah. Me and his daughter. Mm. And so then, then she was always around, so I knew her. And I was always kidding with them. Yeah. All of them. I always teased them. And how was she related to you guys? Uh, we were neighbors, kind of, so we were just oh, like, okay. we played baseball together, and so that was her big thing. She was a softball oh, player. Softball. I remember her mom allowed her to go with us to Vegas, and she never allowed anybody else. Her mom never no. allowed yeah. her to go with anybody else, so we oh. were trusted. Oh, yeah. very and then I wasn't even allowed to go, because um, it was New Year's Eve. You didn't get to go? No, and then they called me from the hotel room. They are like, you're having so much oh, fun. Yeah. Oh, rubbing it in. Yeah, and I was like, <laughs> so mad. But she was very charismatic, mm. and but she was kind of a jerk. <laughs> like me. She was sarcastic <laughs> a lot, huh? Yeah, like she was just, I don't know, I remember this she one time. She liked tease. Yeah, well, she was just honest, and yeah. like sometimes yeah. her honesty was like brutal. I was like, I like worshipped the ground she walked on. And mm. um, I remember walking home one day, and I was like, and she's like, my mom and dad said that you're my best friend. And I started thinking about it, and you are my best friend. Aww. And I was like, finally, like I'm getting... All after everything I've ever sacrificed for you, <laughs> and then she's like, "But you're not Jenny Lagu is." <laughs> like, oh my gosh, she is brutal. I was like, "Thanks." <laughs> I was like, "All right, well." I did get like the sarcastic kind of quirkiness about yeah. her, definitely. <laughs> she was a good kid. She was. Yeah, she was. A good kid. She was. Now you got one more. Yeah. Um, are you able to do Bindi? We could do that one. Let's do Bindi. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, I name dropped. Oh, no, that's totally fine. I'm not really good at names in life, so it's really hard for me to get names. I rarely get actual names. I'll tell you who that is. That's my sister Belinda. Her nickname was Bindi, and that's my mom. So Mm. that's that's Belinda. I do feel like her and her mom had some, I called it momplications. Oh, okay, okay. Um, There were times of true passion, really, really loving, and then really kind of yelling at each other sometimes. And she doesn't look like an angry person. I just no. think that sometimes they just bumped heads so much that it just brought out the mm-hmm. negativity of both of them. Correct. And they had a really hard time communicating sometimes in that moment of passion. Yeah, um, I would say so. Different beliefs or different life beliefs. or Yes, like her, her mom just wanted like a certain lifestyle for her that she didn't want to accept. I'm not quite sure what it is. Bendy had just like bigger dreams mm-hmm. and her mom wanted her to have like a more simple life. Um, you know, wanted her to stay home and have 
kids and get married, do the whole, you know, white picket fence thing. Sure. But Bendy really didn't want that for her. She she knew that she could have more than that. And she did want kids and everything, but at the same time, she wanted that and then some. So she knew that she wanted to get an education. She wanted to explore the world a little bit more. There was a little bit more out there for her. It was almost like, oh, this is good, but there's more, you know? Mm -hmm. And it was kind of a, a sense where it gave her this true, tremendous passion, but it also made her not value the little things in life sometimes. And this was her house that she grew up in. Let me see. That was... Or her mom's house, maybe. That was... Man, I, I think that Let was probably her house in uh, that they rented with the, the gold kitchen or the countertop to her house. It was a rental. The only reason I ask is because I feel like she visits that place a she, lot. She visits it? Yes. I don't know if there's residual energy that's staying there or if she literally just likes to go and visit that place a lot. Could um, be that, yeah. It was an, a, a house that brought out a lot of emotions for her. So it brings her back, the, or it stains like her energy with it because there were just really high emotions there. I'm assuming whoever lives in this house now actually might even see her. Could be. I actually hear knocking, um, like maybe cabinet doors opening, things like oh. that really freaking the people that live there out. Um, they're not open to it whatsoever. They don't know it's her, so they're just scared of whatever it is. That's yeah. pretty cool. But she goes back and visits, or there's some kind of imprint there that mm. she had left behind. We're going to have to go up there and camp out on yeah. the curb. <laughs> We're going to get arrested, yeah. Tim. No <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Go knock on their door see how they feel about that. <laughs> um the relationship with her mom. There was like tremendous love there. Absolutely. Yeah. She definitely had declining health because I did get there was some kind of illness and it was like a prolonged illness. Mm -hmm. It was something that it started long before she found out about it. Sure. And yep. it like kind of really dragged down to the end mm -hmm. and it made her like really, really weak. Mm -hmm. I'm getting something either cancer related or like tumor brain related. It was cancer. Cancer, mm -hmm. okay. What do you see? It depends. Sometimes I do see them. Most of the time I do get more clairvoyance. Okay. Most of the time I actually see just like, it's almost, it's so hard to capture sometimes mm -hmm. that I see like a little flash of almost like a, when they show you a 30 second movie of like so a commercial. So you have to interpret that 30 seconds. Yes. When I first looked at the picture of her with her mom, it almost kind of takes me to that moment, mm -hmm. and it's almost like as if I'm the one taking the picture and I'm there. Gotcha. But then it's kind of turns into more, okay, now what am I feeling? So I have to interpret different levels. Yeah. I do hear them, and that's where I kind of get a lot of their personality feel okay. because the way they talk. Okay. So with Morgan, the way she just talked sounded very casual and can't take someone seriously all the time. Her, she's not really talking. It's more like she's showing me things. Like I saw her on the bed 
and leading up to her death like she knew it was coming but sure. i think she knew something was wrong long before she was diagnosed yeah. and that's she what did, yeah. contributed to her mm-hmm. getting the diagnosis because mm-hmm. deep down inside she just didn't feel right do you know anything about like higher self lower self mm-hmm. so when we're here on the earth plane we're our lower selves and it's pretty much like your soul breaks off like there's a part of you that's on the other side continuously mm-hmm. And you reincarnate and, you know, that little piece, when you die, you go back. But then when you reincarnate, a little piece of you does come off and that becomes what you know as your soul now, which is called the lower self. And so the higher self knows and remembers everything and every single lifetime. So they never forget you and they Mm -hmm. never forget like all those little moments they had, but just some things aren't just as important. And... Mm -hmm. It takes so much energy for them to be able to come through that they know they only have a small fraction of time. And so the things that they usually give me are just things to, at first, just confirmation Mm. that they're here, the things that you guys would know. Right. Then if we have more time, that's when they start to get into possibly messages they have for you, things that um, they're observing in your life that could help and benefit you. Mm. Or sometimes they just want to, you know, tell you, hey, I'm here and just keep on giving you signs that, yes, these are things that happen in my life just for more confirmation for you guys. Very good. So we just got back from seeing Janelle who is a medium. Give me your experience of what we just went through. Janelle was very professional, and I think she knows what she's doing. Mm -hmm. I think it's a little hard to get focused the first time you come in there, and there's got to be a lot of focus between everybody. Mm -hmm. I think she was a little nervous because she's probably never been recorded before. I think we were a little nervous as to what we're going to get out of this. And I think we probably ought to go back for a second trip and just to reassure her and she reassure us that this is something real. I'm not really a skeptic on this. Yeah, I thought that she picked up on a lot of things. Mm -hmm. I regret not remembering the singing part Uh uh, with Morgan because Uh I... So just a background of me and Morgan, we've been friends for a very long time, but she passed away 16 years ago. So Uh it was a very, very long time. We were very close in our younger years, and once we went to high school, we weren't very close anymore. So a lot of her life that I was a part of was from the age of 6 to 13. Mm -hmm. I didn't know who Morgan was after high school. My memory of Morgan is fading. So when she said that she was singing all the time, I was like, no, she's not a singer at all. Because what I remember of Morgan is her being funny, her being charismatic her being into softball like I would never say that she was a singer or that she sang a lot but after I was thinking about it and you'll hear me have an aha moment in Mm -hmm. there thinking about her and trying to remember all my memories with her I specifically remember there was this one specific memory I have that me Steph and Morgan were in Morgan's room and she was singing Sunny Came Home, I think is the name of the song. And at the time, her cat had like a zillion kittens. Uh-huh. And she grabbed one of the kittens, who she named Sunny, specifically because of this song. And she started, she held the cat like a microphone and was singing. And that was totally her. She used to sing all the time. She didn't sing out loud. She like lip sync and yeah. just was goofy. But I was like, man, I, I forgot that that's who she was. I forgot that that's her personality. And, and you and Stephanie and Morgan used to do those 
videos, videos you know, <laughs> we and you would that, sing. And yeah, in that specific video, we had a video of her doing it. I think Morgan had it. I no. don't know where it went. But I remember she said, oh my, the wheel fell off because uh, the wheel right. of her closet fell off. So I think I just forgot a little bit. But I'm going to listen for that. You saying, aha, because <laughs> I didn't hear you say that. <laughs> now, I was pretty... Uh, into when we asked her to read the picture of Belinda. Her nickname was Bindi. There were a couple of few things that stood out, but I'm not as skeptic as I used to be uh, ever since we started hearing those voices on her Blackberry. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I'd like to, uh, to maybe go back and see her again and see if she could get more specific. Mm-hmm. And maybe that has to do with our energy output and her picking up our energy. Yeah, I think one thing that she said to us before that I don't think we really did is we didn't open our mind. We had these images of these people and what we th- expected them to say to yeah. us. So when she wasn't hitting on those expectations, we were like, no, no, no. And then as I kind of took a step back and just started thinking beyond my expectations, then it started to make more sense and it started yeah. to be more real to me. And I do believe she was picking up on her. Sure. Now, what I can say is I absolutely felt bendy in that room. If you are interested in scheduling a session with Janelle, you can reach her at intuitivewanderer.com. I will have that on my website as well. Let her know that you were sent by Factor Folklore. She'll give you a 10% discount. So, wrapping up the show, verdict. Let's set the boundaries for specifically mediums, fact or folklore. Fact. I also say fact, so the verdict is fact. All right. Well, that's our show for today. Uh, Follow us at Fact or Folklore on Instagram and Facebook. Visit our website, www.factorfolklore.com. Also, if you have any feedback, questions, comments, interested in upcoming shows, you can send us an email at info at factorfolklore.com. That's our story, and I'm sticking to it. Fact or Folklore out.